Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The Visibility Factor podcast is brought to you in part by the 90-Day Visibility Breakthrough Accelerator Program. Do you believe deep down inside that you can have a bigger career, but you don't know how to get there? You can keep doing what you're doing, but what if there is a better way that could accelerate your progress? This 90-day program is a powerful experience that is unique to you and provides dedicated time to focus on your specific challenge. It gives you the time to develop big ideas and plans to execute them, including the tools, resources, and motivation needed for success. Hundreds of clients have used this same program to take them to the next level in their career and to create a better life. Join me in a 90-day experience that focuses on challenges like creating a strategic plan, how to lead an organizational change, or prepare for a career transition. This dedicated time will help you see new possibilities, recognize your strengths, and take away key insights that can be leveraged immediately. Are you ready to create a breakthrough for yourself? If you're interested in learning more, visit susanmbarber.com forward slash visibility breakthrough accelerator for more information and to sign up for the program. I look forward to seeing you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. Today's episode is about the art of difficult conversations. And I wanted to call it that because there is no one way to have a difficult conversation. It depends on the people involved, the situations that are happening. And so I wanted to just give you some insights into some things to think about if you have to have one. I remember the very first difficult conversation I had to have with someone who worked for me. They were not performing well, and although we had had discussions about it, things weren't getting any better. I could feel my stomach getting more upset as the time approached for the conversation. I knew that it was not going to be easy to say what I needed to say, and it would definitely not be easy for them to hear it. I had taken the place of a previous manager who liked to avoid conflict with people, so this would probably be the first real feedback conversation this person would have. No one wants to hear that they are no longer the rock star that they thought they were. I was prepared for their anger, frustration, and maybe even tears. Is there an art to having a difficult conversation? I was working with a client years ago, and they were discussing how to have a difficult conversation with one of their employees. He said, there really is an art to doing this well, isn't there? I hadn't thought about it in that way before that conversation with him, but he was right. Although it would be easier to follow a process, there is no perfect formula to follow for every conversation. Every situation is slightly different, and you're dealing with human beings who are all coming to the table from their own situation, their own perspective, their own experiences about what happened. And you have to be open to that because we don't know all the facts. We don't know all the feelings that are happening for the other person. We don't know all the things that they have been through that may be impacting their behavior right now. Having this conversation is difficult for both sides. Recognize that they may get defensive and need some time to process what they heard. It may be beneficial to get back together the next day so they can respond before discussing it further. Take your cue from them and offer this suggestion to meet the next day if you think it would help them. 
many times I will tell people if you start to see things escalating in the room or things aren't going in any way the way that you want them to, just offer to take a a quick break. Like, I need to go get a drink. I need to run to the restroom, whatever that is. Just the physical motion of leaving the room is sometimes enough to help bring things down to a lower level. And the energy in the room will change when you come back together. And maybe you can have that conversation. But if you can't, it's okay to move it to the next day or even a couple days later so you both have time to think and process. If you are the manager of someone who needs to hear this kind of feedback, the best thing you can do is to be calm, be honest, share the facts, allow them to have input in the conversation and discuss next steps. Many times I will actually ask them to give me their version of the story first uh, because there may be things I don't know or things I wasn't a part of or didn't hear. And sometimes I'm getting escalations from other people. And so I wasn't even in the room. And so to have that conversation with them can be more difficult if I don't know their perspective from their situation. So it can it can be very enlightening when they start to share things and it's totally different than maybe the escalation you received or the information that you got. Giving them ample time to respond allows you to confirm that they have heard the message and will be doing something different going forward. If you can have this conversation coming from a place of authenticity and integrity, then it will happen in the best way that it can. Prepare for the meeting and trust that you will know what to say in that moment. But how do you prepare for this? Much like me, it was never easy to do this and I knew it was going to be difficult and A lot of people go into avoidance in these situations, which isn't helpful, and I'll talk about that in a second. But having the difficult conversation isn't always the hardest part. Sometimes it's just the preparation. Preparing to have one is much harder. There are many things that can occur, and some of these things you can prepare for and some you can't. All you can do is plan as much as possible to have the best conversation under difficult circumstances. So here's some questions to think about for yourself so that you can prepare. What are all the things that I need to say to this person? How can I say it in a way that they can receive it in the best way? Can I share examples? Can I share some feedback from someone else? Can I share my own observations? What objections might they have that I can address proactively if they bring them up? What questions can I ask to better understand the situation? And what do I think I might be assuming that could be wrong? And that's why I ask them to go first. Because the worst thing I can do is go into a difficult conversation trying to tell them what is wrong. And I have the situation all wrong because I wasn't there or I didn't know all the facts. It's very enlightening to do that. So I would suggest always starting with that. And it gives you a much better leg up into what's really happened. And you can delve into more questions that way with them. That assumption question is very key. I've learned over time that assumptions can get us into trouble. We may see the situation happening one way in our mind and the complete opposite could be occurring. Checking those assumptions is one of the best things that you can do to ensure your own clarity. What's also interesting is that many people will be in the same conversation and interpret things differently. And sometimes that happens without them realizing that that has even occurred. So make sure that you're checking those assumptions and having deeper conversations about the situation so that you actually have the facts. Do you understand why they're struggling? It's easy to make judgments and potentially be missing out on some key facts. What if you assume that they're doing their best, but something is holding them back? Is there something going on in their personal life? Do they need more support from you or additional training? 
Asking questions to better understand what is going on for them can help conversation have a higher level of success. You may learn something that you didn't know was happening for them or that you can easily help them move forward on if you just knew the facts. Now, the other piece of this that I don't have in here is situations that can happen to people in their past. So maybe they worked for a toxic manager. Maybe they worked for someone who made it really difficult for them. And when they go into situations that trigger them again, they relive that moment. And so sometimes you have to be a little bit of a detective and try to understand where some of those behaviors are coming from, their reactions, their defensiveness, their feeling maybe attacked or criticizing others. There's usually reasons for that. And they may not even realize that they're reliving that old situation. So asking them those questions that I gave you can help you start to understand what's going on for them and just recognize that there may be something that's happened before and they're just reliving it in that moment. So I mentioned about avoidance earlier. Avoidance is never the answer. Avoiding a difficult conversation can be a normal reaction because it can make you feel uncomfortable and it makes both people feel uncomfortable. But it only delays the inevitable. You're still going to have that talk to that person eventually, and the longer you delay, the more challenging it becomes. I always used to tell people, you have to have difficult conversations. You don't want to wait for it to have a birthday. And when I was coming up in the organization, a lot of feedback didn't happen in the moment. It would wait until your performance review at mid-year or at year-end. And that's way too long. You know, Just think about if you're telling a child not to do something... And you have to tell them, like, last week, you did something with your toy that I didn't like. Well, obviously, they're not going to remember that. An adult isn't either. If you talk about something that happened three months ago or six months ago in a meeting, they're not going to remember that. So make it timely. Talk to them in that moment. As difficult as it may be, you will have a much better productive conversation if you do it in that time. It's difficult to have these conversations, but it's part of your role. And you're doing what is right for your team and your company. Your team is seeing the lack of performance just as much as you are. Your management is watching to ensure that you're going to handle the issue. Have the courage to hold people accountable, but also remember to have compassion for the person going through it, especially if it's their first time having any type of issue with you. They're going to take it much more personally in that moment if you don't stop that from happening. I wanted to go into the part about your team is seeing the lack of performance. When you as the leader don't address something on your team or a situation that's happening, you are basically giving a permission slip to everyone else on the team that it's okay to have that kind of behavior. And maybe this situation isn't you know, too bad, right? But if there is a bigger situation and you allow it to happen, you have just given everybody else on the team the ability to do it too. So that is why that timely feedback is so important because it eliminates a lot of other ramifications of not giving that feedback. If you just can do it at that time, it's such a better experience for you and for everybody else. Now, I've recently been introduced to a book called The Good Fight by Leanne Davey, Why Productive Conflict is the Key to a Healthy Workplace Community. I've asked her to be on the podcast and I'm so excited that she said yes. So you're going to be hearing from her in the next few months when we can get her scheduled. But The Good Fight, I think, is a really great name for her book because she's trying to talk about the importance of seeing conflict in a healthier way, not seeing it as a negative. Let's see it as a productive way to actually get through situations and solve them. What she wrote on her page is, as leaders, we know the importance of creating a happy, healthy workplace for our employees. We invest in communication workshops, recognition programs, and wellness fairs. 
But in our pursuit of the perfect workplace, we often end up avoiding the hard conversations, quote unquote, that are required to execute strategy, manage team dynamics, and develop individuals. When that happens, our businesses stagnate, engagement decreases, and stress levels increase, the exact opposite of what our organization and people need to thrive. Most of the time, the anticipation of having the conversation is way worse than the actual conversation itself. You just need to have the patience to wait, plan out your conversation, go forward, and make it happen. The only way to get through difficult conversations is not going around it, but going through it. You will both be able to move forward and reach a great outcome. The art of having difficult conversations should always be about creating a win-win situation for all involved, even if it's not the outcome you originally planned for. So your visibility action steps today are, think about a difficult conversation that you might need to have and try the following steps. The most important part of this process is to actually listen, really listen. The other person may be saying things indirectly that tell you exactly what is happening for them, but they may not be saying in a way that you would normally expect them to. Pay attention and you will learn what their frustration is about. Ask additional questions to dive deeper into what's going on for them. The second is to use a process I called making requests and making agreements. Focus on making requests of the other person and allow them to say yes or no to your request. It will take the conversation to a much better place and allow each person to make a decision for themselves. Coming out of that, make agreements that you can both commit to on how to go forward. Those agreements help you to start rebuilding the trust between each other and it will help you to stand on them and refer back to them if you need to. There are many situations that happen between a direct report and a manager, but there are also experiences that happen between peers and coworkers. You can use this request and agreement process in any of those situations. You can actually even use it at home. So it's a really great way of allowing each person to have some control of the situation because they get to say yes or no or make some clarifications of how they want the request to work for them. It allows everybody to have a voice, and that is usually what's the biggest challenge in difficult communication and conversations is that one person feels like it's just being told to them and that they don't have a way to talk about it. They don't have a voice to say no. This way allows both sides to have a conversation, and it allows it for it to come out in a much better, more successful way. Thanks so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor podcast.